When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know everything about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, it's a little sad, and I do a good amount of research for this podcast, but on the other end of the spectrum, doing doing no research, not caring about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, here she is, my co-host, as always, Kristen Studdard. C'est moi. It is me, Kristen Studdard. Kristen Studdard. I have arrived knowing nothing about truly what we're talking about today mm-hmm. yes beautiful. at all and being We've surprised been, by the sound you, of our theme song these days you've been even more i think in the dark going into these episodes truly because some often you're we start recording and you don't even know what band we're going to do i think i know who we're talking about today <laughs> i'm almost positive i do well we have someone here with us who is going to be talking about that band that we'll get to soon uh our very first guest, who is the child of a former guest on this podcast. This is a legacy. You might recognize the last name, but he recently uh, he released a book called Going Off, the story of the Juice Crew and Cold Chillin' Records. It's Ben Merlis. Ben Merlis. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Ben, welcome to the show. Of course, your father, Bob, has been on our show a few times, a former nominating committee member. And he's a three-peat guest of Who Cares About the Rock Hall mm-hmm. podcast, the only one. Am I right about he that? He is. He's the clapping Out, club of our... Outside of Joey, Divine, Oh, Joey, that's who's right. Kind of like a special occasion guest. Yeah. How many has Joey been on? Four? Probably. I mean, yeah. he's every draft, every... Yeah, but. So- in, but we can we can call it Joey, and he'll he'll do anything we say. <laughs> <laughs> he'll even give us his board. But we actually have to schedule time with Bob. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's definitely up there. He's the Clapton Club. He's the only one who's a three peat guest, though. I think. Inter- of, yeah. Of our guests, everybody else is either more. So or much less. so that he he's sent his offspring <laughs> our way. <laughs> Uh, because one of the last times, I think the last time he was on the show, he was like, my son listens to your show. He wants to come on and talk about T-Rex. And we were like, okay. Absolutely. Well, sure. one week later, T-Rex was nominated. Exactly. And then you said, you're you're getting on the show, man. Yes, that was yeah. it. Because and, what, but by the time Bob had said that, I knew we were gearing up to do these ballot episodes. And I thought, well, if T-Rex gets nominated, sure. But otherwise, my dude's going to have to wait. And I had no idea. I, I found out from listening to this podcast that T-Rex was nominated. I was in my car driving south on the two freeway to work, and I screamed. Like, yeah! Oh, hell oh, yeah. that's great. <laughs> Did you learn the whole ballot from that episode? 
Yeah, except that I thought you were at the end of it because I thought it was going to be like 12 and it ended up being what? 16. 16. Yeah. Yeah. And I get to work and then we're eating lunch at the office and they start talking about other people and I'm like, what are you talking about? Because who was the final reveal? Was it Whitney? No, yeah. Whitney. Uh, no, it was Pat. It was pa- no, I think it was Pat, then Whitney. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I hadn't even gotten to Pat or Whitney yet. And yeah. I'm like, wow, every band is like a heavy metal band. This <laughs> Yeah, whereas I, in that episode, I'm like, oh, okay, you got as I depressed guess it's as, fine. As depressed so as you've sad. ever been on this show, and the, it wasn't even 5 a.m. And then the more, imagine, the more depressed you got, the more, you imagine me in my car driving on the two freeway, like fist pumping, like, yeah. Judas fucking praise. Everybody, so, everybody was pumped about this heavy-ass ballad. It. And I'm pumped about it because it's clearing space for my people. It might. It we'll, really we'll might. See, we'll see how that's it goes. My, that's my hope. That is a prediction. We're thinking that a lot of these heavy metal bands and hard rock bands are probably going to split the vote uh, and then potentially clear a lane and for Meanwhile, artists. Shaka Khan just <laughs> ascends the throne. I don't think that'll I happen. I don't think so but either. Have there ever been more than one hip hop artist nominated simultaneously? Yes, although it seems as though they've stopped doing that. What, who, 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 who was it? Who and when? I want to say NWA and Public Enemy were both on the ballot in 2013. And, and who only got, one in? got in? And right. Public Enemy, Public got, Enemy in. got in. Ben, you, you had asked about hip hop artists on the ballot. You just wrote a book about a hip-hop crew, the Juice Crew. I know you've yeah. been talking about it a lot to a lot of different <laughs> yeah. outlets. Also, I just like to hear you say, the Juice Crew. The, ju- <laughs> the Juice Crew. I'm gonna do my three, Daddy Kane. I'm going to do my three minutes on, on the book I wrote, and then we can get into some other crap. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, um, I'm curious. I feel like, do you think we could ever do like a Big Daddy Kane episode? Would yeah. that be, do you think that he'll be... I'll allow it. I would be surprised. Uh, well, would you I'd think he would be considered? I mean, we've, we did a fucking episode on Prodigy. Like, yeah. there is no, there are no rules. Yeah, for our uh, podcast. For our podcast, there I would no be. Rules. I mean, there do are you have... five categories that you have to succeed in in order to possibly get in the hall. But... Do yeah. you? I mean, Ben, we can talk about it in terms of the hall a little bit if we want to skew this conversation so that your eyes don't glaze over because you've been talking about. I mean, this so I much. think there, there's the the reason I didn't try to advocate for anyone I wrote about in my book is that I don't think at least at this point in time there's a snowball's chance in hell that any of them are going to get in. Yeah, I mean, anytime maybe soon, strange things are going to happen within the next ten or twenty years, but. I mean, who who are the Juice so Crew? So the Juice Crew were a crew that revolved around this uh, radio personality named Mr. Magic, and Mr. Magic had the first hip hop before it was even called hip hop, or when it just started to be called hip hop radio show on WBLS, the first radio show on a commercial station that was rap music. Yeah, I've heard of Mr. Magic. He's yeah. very Beastie Boys important. talk about Mr. Yeah. Magic, yeah. like a lot of the New York Biggie based. talks about Mr. Magic, and he talks about Marley Marl in that song Juicy yeah. at the beginning mm-hmm. of the song. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Marley Marl. Mm-hmm. And he's a, a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame he's nominee there. there. The I tied it into the Rock <laughs> Hall. You, made, you, brought, you brought it back. <laughs> but but then the crew is uh, ends up, um, so you have Roxanne Shantae, who invents the diss record, at least in the context of rap music. And you have MC Shan, you have Cool G Rap and DJ Polo, Big Daddy Kane, Marley Marl is a producer who pioneers a lot of sampling techniques that are taken for granted now. Wait, you said Cool G Rap? Yeah, Cool G Rap. Which is so funny because I th- we just, we've really passed the point in history now where... It, 
like that just sounds like a parody name mm-hmm. you know that you, sounds like a writing, cool like yeah. what a um what like a a, a youth pastor would would say to his right. flo- his flock like yeah. don't call me father george call me cool g rap exactly because i rap with the l-o-r-d you know yeah, like yeah. it's like well <laughs> it is, he's the cool genius of rap the g stands for genius Hell so he's yeah. the cool genius of rap and this is you know he names himself sometime in the early to mid 80s exactly that's so i mean like it's then. so yeah, yeah. well and also that's like a breakthrough that's fucking cool you know what yeah. i mean yes and it's like we've, we've actually gotten to the point where culture is so saturated by rap that 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 sounds like a like a joke but right mm-hmm. and man he is the furthest thing from uh, rapping about the lord that you're ever gonna hear <laughs> I bet. I bet. very gangster very sexually explicit cool g <laughs> <laughs> and like the most prominent probably of the juice crew was big daddy kane biz uh, had the biggest hit with just a friend And uh, Big Daddy Kane had uh, uh, two gold albums, the, his first two, and some of his hits are raw and ain't no half stepping. Big Daddy, yes, big, not little, so define it. Here's your walking papers, sign it, and take a walk as the Kane's start to talk, cuz. There's a lot of juice in the crew. I mean, that's a juicy crew. That's yeah, a it big is. crew. Yeah, it is. juicy. And it's like... <laughs> Yeah. That's some juicy juice. That's a hundred percent juice right there. That's not. Yeah. That's not from no, concentrate. No additives. Yeah. Ain't no half concentrating. Wow. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the genius. And so they end up all on this label called Cold Chillin' Records. The Juice Crew kind of runs its course, but the label continues on a little longer, and they sign this guy, the Genius, who later rechristens himself Jizza. And he forms the you know where that goes the Wu Tang Clan. So wow, the genius is also in uh, the the not the Juice Crew, but he was on Cold Chillin' Records. Yeah, but I just I mean I a lot of people throwing the word genius around Mm -hmm. in the early days of rap. Cool genius. genius. That's right. There were two geniuses. Yeah, that were at least two geniuses on Cold Chillin' Records at the same time. And what's funny is when I think of G. In terms of rap, I'm always thinking gangsta. Mm-hmm. Right. What up, G? Maybe expand your mind a little bit, Kristen. Yeah, hey. See, I always think genius. <laughs> yeah. When someone says, what up, G? I'm like, they're just talking to their genius friend. I have a question, though. Yeah. So is there anything... What do you think about the Rock Hall? So your dad has been on the nomcom. Like, uh, wh- what was that like? Were you b- taking a bite of the hoagie? What, were you under the table crawling around <laughs> e- eating the dropping? See, I never... W- I, I was never on the nomcom, and I'm not even uh, allowed to vote. I'm a nobody. But uh... <laughs> but you, you've been adjacent. You've seen a ballot IRL? Yes, yes. So what... Um, Would you ever pressure your dad yeah, I was when curious if you were had influence. Oh, it's such a lost cause. It's like yeah. he, he fucking <laughs> throws this vote away to Todd Rundgren and shit like that. I'm just kidding. He's great. He deserves to be in there. But but it's like, I don't think he voted for LL last year. And to me, LL is like LL Cool J and the B-52s. Like if I could snap my fingers and two people just get in instantaneously, in. it would be those two. Agree. Yeah. yeah. So what I wanted to do, though, was we'll, we'll play... You get to play father. <laughs> for the, for this this round of this game we'll say it's playing father and I'll give you the ballot okay. which you might already be familiar with but yeah. we'll say we're going to pretend you have a ballot and you get to pick five artists from this this crew 
this juicy crew. Some now, are you going to go for the heavy ballot then? Is that what? Are you going to split them you know, all? Ben, Let's find I, out. I would predict that you would have a well-rounded ballot. Maybe I'm trying to pressure you, but I get the sense, <laughs> given that you you've already said that you were excited for the medal, but you've also yeah. written a book about a hip hop crew, and the artist you're doing today is outside of both those genres. So, so I'm going to go Biggie. I've got to go Biggie. Or go, go homie. Go biggie or, or go, go homie. homie. Yeah, you exactly. Know how they, you know how it is. <laughs> and um, uh, actually, I thought of, I, I came up with some of the, some songs from some of these nominees that you don't hear as often as the hits. So I'm going to go Biggie, and there's a song he did. It's on his first demo called Microphone Murderer, where he's rapping over Blind Alley by the Emotions. Murder up, mass mayhem maker. VIPs on the mic, call the undertaker. Make an appointment, schedule an interview. Because you know what, big man. And the reason he's doing that is because Ain't No Half Steppin' by Big Daddy Kane has that same sample in it. So, Whoa. So, some knowledge dropped on you. So, Biggie's number one. And then, of course, T Rex, who we're going to talk about later. There's a great T Rex song that's from the later years uh, of his career. Um, it's called Jupiter Liar. And then I have to go Thin Lizzy. Such an important band. I, and I didn't even, I didn't realize until recently that most Americans only think of them as the boys are back in town yeah, band. true. Because they have like 12 albums and they're all great. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, it's it's a shame that they're thought of as you know this kind of one hit wonder. But uh, there's a great song uh, by them called "Bad Reputation." So how many votes do I have left? You have one. two more. Yeah. Craftwork, the most influential are band ever. Yes, you they are. asked this two days ago. <laughs> I still forgot. They're Kristen. I look can't at me. Believe they're on the ballot. Kristen, look at me. Look at me. They're on the ballot. I don't want to have to explain this to you again. <laughs> I can't. I'm telling you, I. <laughs> I cannot believe that. We did. We recorded our last episode two days ago. And, and you asked this I very ask question. Exactly? This very question. <laughs> So, um, okay, put them in. Oh, yeah, Kraftwerk, in so obviously. That I never have to forget they're on the ballot again. Kraftwerk is very influential in electronic music. I would almost go so far as to say that all of electronic music owes uh, a debt to Kraftwerk, even though there was electronic music before Kraftwerk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd agree and, with that statement. And they're and they're and they're very influential in hip hop music. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So, which is strange because they're you know, white German guys who might actually be robots. No one's quite sure. <laughs> and and yeah. then like, you know, black people in the Bronx really, really yeah, uh, latched onto it. it. Yeah. Um, so they have a song called She's a Model. She's a model and she's looking good. I'd like to take her home that's understood. And, and I first heard about, heard this song uh, because the band Big Black covered it, 
they covered that song and he's a whore back to back uh, <laughs> he's a whore by cheap trick back yeah. to back on one of their albums the album songs about fucking so, <laughs> oh, yeah. so go ahead go ahead steve albini <laughs> exactly steve albini singer of big black um so i have one vote left and yes. here's where the vote gets split because I w- there's so many more people I w- who are deserving and yeah. Where tell us who you're who you if you could give out the rest of, like who is in contention for this fifth slot. In contention for the fifth slot is MC5, Judas Priest, and Motorhead. What it really comes down to is who are your favorite five, right? Yeah. Well, that's not how I would approach it. You, really, you'd go. You'd I would say who does really to deserves objective. to be in it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And not I, me. I pick who are my favorites. Full stop. And I think to a to a to a degree, I have done that because I probably listen to uh, Motorhead more than I listen to Kraftwerk. Well, fuck it. Let's say Motorhead's my fifth vote. But, but I really feel like I'm I'm doing the world a disservice by not giving MC Five a vote uh, because. They are one because of the linchpins they... of punk music. And a lot yet... of these bands would not be there without MC5. Yeah. So yeah. fuck it. MC5. Motorhead's oh, going to get in next year. Oh, I mean, and <laughs> MC5 is just never going to. Um, <laughs> right. MC5. Like, they're going to have to get, I mean. And, like early influence will have to change its categories. They're going to have to get some early influence yeah. or they're going to have to, they're going to call the seven year rule on them or something like that someday. Which would be they, wild, though. I'd back. love to see it. You know. I'd love to see that they, seven year rule come they back. They bring back the seven year rule for the MC5. So let's do our, our deep uh, cut for MC5. Oh, yeah. The uh, so it's kick out <laughs> uh, the something. It's yeah. the 1966 single version of "Looking at You." Obviously, T-Rex was on your ballot, and you are talking about T-Rex today. I would love to hear from you your personal connection to the band. Well, T-Rex, um, I did not grow up listening to T-Rex as a kid. Bob. Um, it's Bob's Come on, fault. he's out there. He's playing you. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? <laughs> Ruth Gore. Brown. <laughs> um, my dad has been a, pub- a music publicist since the year 1971, and his very first client was T-Rex. <gasps> well... He was assigned to T Rex. He was like, he was not work- in my house. He was working for <laughs> Warner Brothers, and he and he recalls seeing T Rex perform when Mark Bolin was sitting cross-legged and um, doing like more acoustic kind of stuff. When it was Tyrannosaurus Rex, but he says it was T Rex, and hmm. timeline-wise, that's correct. The, the story the story they they tell is that when it when T Rex was Tyrannosaurus Rex, it was just Mark Bolin. The lead guy, the lead, uh-huh. the singer, guitar player, with an acoustic guitar, guitar, often sitting down, and then next to him, a guy named Steve Peregrine took, who basically uh, drummed on congas on a stool next to him. This is incredibly chill. And this they is... did. Uh, uh, most of the lyrics were revolved around Lord of the Rings and that sort of uh, the mysticism. Yeah. I am and... feeling that I can, I can, I can envision it. I, this cross-legged yeah. man is not wearing shoes. Fantasy. There is a. This is a Moody Blues kind of. Post- Cursor. It almost feels a little Donovan y. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. yeah that that yeah. whole like 20 minute psychedelic intro to a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, their change from Tyrannosaurus Rex to T Rex 
uh, just about coincided with their uh, adoption of Go electric. electric. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. T- as Tyrannosaurus Rex, the most notable song would be Deborah. You look like a zebra. Get out of here. Wait, they're British though, so it's a little more. Yeah. Uh... And uh, I mean, the, the album that Deborah is off of is <clears throat> "My People Were Fair and Had Sky in Their Hair, But Now They're Content to Wear Stars on Their Brows." Get That's the out name of the here. album. Yeah. Fucking go home, Tyrannosaurus Rex. But when it gets tiny arms, get, get out of here. It gets better because. They they st- they start they plug in electric guitars. They shorten their name to T Rex, and they get a you know a, a, a drummer, a bass player, and you know real a real band, a, a real, real band. band. They they they, tur- they trade in that single conga. <laughs> if I may, uh, f- to give the full context of the studio albums from Tyrannosaurus Rex, it's oh, what I had this said. This is gonna piss me off. And then it's, I am not looking forward to it. <clears throat> Prophets, seers, and sages: colon the angels of the ages. Joe. Oh, you saying that you know what just happened to him now he's in a robe yeah. he's wearing a I, hooded robe i have a long white beard we've been transported to stonehenge i can't believe this then, please turn off the dry ice yeah, machine i can't i can't turn it off as, as long as i'm saying you albums like, like you could bake these albums though with your little yeah. beard right now all right unicorn and then 1970s wait full stop just, just unicorn, unicorn. Oh, God. the 1970s a beard of stars these were all inspired <laughs> by black light posters every single album yeah. title is inspired yeah, yeah. by a black velvet poster so anyway i we we took a little detour beard there beard of stars a beard of stars that's your next comedy album it could be a beard of stars uh yeah but things heat up in 1970 because now wow, we have wow. t-rex t-rex no, they're like we're going electric. We've got to just change. We're we're changing our name. All right, mm-hmm. we're putting on shoes. We're standing up. Yeah, we're <laughs> off the floor. That helps. Plugging in. Yeah, and then they become T Rex. Were these little mystical albums? Were those successful at all? Not really. Okay. I mean, we're not gonna like if they got in, we wouldn't have to nod to this time in their career, right? No, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, because the all the the, indu- the people who would be inducted were right. in this classic uh, T Rex band lineup, right? Because um, they didn't include the Conga Man. Steve Bar- Peregrine took in the list of members. Steve Peregrine took sounds like a yeah. Hobbit's name. Hey, my name is Steve Peregrine took. Come with me. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to visit the village today. <laughs> I mean, truly wild. Yeah, but, but Mickey Finn replaces him, right? And yes. he's he would he, he would be he's in- with the classic. And, but he, and he's included. But he's not the drummer drummer. He's still the conga guy. Because the drummer drummer is, um, uh, well, if I can refer to my notes to, here. To well, notes. More, more than anything, Mickey Finn was a visual foil to Mark Boland. They hired him because he was cute. Wait, Bill excuse Legend. me? Wait, is Mark Boland unattractive? And... Mark Boland has a, has a look to him, but like the, him with... Mickey Finn, it, they just like the pictures of them are like kind of classic pictures, and they hired him because he lo- he kind of looked like Steve Peregrine took, but he was like a little cuter. And <laughs> oh my god, how I don't know. Sad if you got replaced by a cuter version <laughs> of yourself. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, there's a good amount of T Rex that is concerned with the visuals. 
you know, and that's yeah. a little, that's oh, kind of a Because they go glam. Thing. They're yeah. a glam rock band. Well, okay, Kristen, I'm catching up. Well, I'm in. All right. Now I remember what the episode's about. Here we go. Hear me out. They invent glam rock. It's not they go glam. They invent, they invent it. it. They go electric and they invent glam. They invent mm-hmm. glam. And, and Mark Bolin, who is the central figure of this, and oftentimes when I refer to T-Rex, I say, he should, and then I try. I catch myself, and I say, "They." T Rex is synonymous with the person Mark Bolin. Well, similar They're, to we we did a Nine Inch Nails episode recently, there you go. And same, it's, just yeah. like that. Oh, but it's but it isn't though, because Nine Inch Nails just it's is Trent Reznor, and he plays all the fully. Things. And there are technically other members of the band T Rex who do play, but Mark Bolin is the creative force, the lead guitar player, the singer, the songwriter. Although there is a drummer. A bass player. Also, the only consistent member of the band from Throughout beginning the, to end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I Mark think. Bo- is he still alive? No. Oh, well, no. we'll get to that. God dang Sadly. it! Just checking in. We'll get just to checking that. in. Nobody's alive on this ballot, so I'm, I'm not shocked. It's just um, dang. And, and especially in the case of the the T in the T Rex story, very very few people are alive. Whoa. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was surprised to find out that anyone is still alive. Is Peregrine Took still alive? Because if he is, then just put him in. No. Uh, yeah, is, I don't think Took's. Oh, Drummer not. Bill Legend, to my knowledge, is the only one. The Bill legend, legend. The legend remains. That's a, fucking, legend. that's a great name. These guys all have really good names. And, and Mark, going back about Mark Boland, he was born Mark Feld. So he's Mark Feld. He decides to uh, be a folk singer when the whole Bob Dylan craze happens in the mid-60s. So he changes his name to Toby Tyler. And he he puts out a single, it's Toby Tyler. And it sounds like fake Bob Dylan. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. Also the name Toby Tyler. That's again, that's just a straight up parody character right there. Like, mm-hmm. hey, y'all, I'm Toby Tyler. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he joins a, a, a he joins a psychedelic rock band in the, in probably around 67 or so called John's Children. And then he leaves John's yes. Children to do Tyrannosaurus Rex and then walks does, out on John's Children. Yeah. And it's like it's, so many yeah. have. I mean, <laughs> we talk about Bob Dylan. It's unconfirmed, but. Uh, some theories are Bolin, the name, comes from B.O. from Bob and then L.A.N. from Dylan. Oh, it's spelled oh. like that? Cutting out the middle, B-O-L-A-N. Oh. Cutting out the middle, man. And so is that also why he went electric? He's like, if Dylan's doing <laughs> it, <laughs> I'm plugging in too. Well, timeline-wise, it's much later than Dylan going electric. <laughs> oh, Maybe five yeah. years. Yeah. It, so it took him that a while. Theory, I had to get across the pond. Theory's a little shaky. They're both Jewish, too. I don't know if that's either here nor there. But uh, Bolin. It's just interesting. T- why didn't he go back to his regular name? What's his right? Re- Feld? Yeah, Feld. F-E-L-D. That's a fine name. Am I crazy? Mark Feld. Mark Feld. I don't yeah, know. I think Mark Feld. That's good. I think there's also something of creating this persona there is something about that especially when you see the way he is on stage it's like he's he's creating a persona he's trying to create a rock star who is not the person he was as a kid man i really missed out on that as someone i'm i'm sure you can't identify joe quazala but as someone with a difficult last name it's like i could have just chosen anything and i Mm -hmm. i didn't and now it's too late (laughs) Like, it's fully now too I'm late. locked in. You're, too, fa- you're w- too famous. What kind of name is Quazala? Quazala is a Polish name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's very Polish. You see that many consonants in a row, you're like that. Like, or like, it could be, I mean, Czech, uh, there's a lot of consonants in a row in the Czech language. Yeah. True. Yeah, very yeah. true. My very roommate's true. last name. Well, I feel like, Ben, we are flirting with the categories already, right? 
Yeah, but we can talk I about... I want to hear the story of T-Rex, yeah, we're, though. We just I'm got down the... to hear it. So they've gone electric. What happens? They've gone electric, and here's what happens. Instantaneous smash hit singles and albums in the UK, one after the other after the other, starting with the very first single, just right out the gate. Bam. Huge. In fact, did they start doing glam? So when did that happen? As soon as they plugged in, like just makeup appeared on their faces. Like how did it happen? When they were on top of the pops, uh, there was like a little bit of glitter underneath Mark Boland's eyes. And they said that's like the the true birth moment of the movement. Now, do was that an accident? Did someone just like, you know, kiss his cheeks and they had <laughs> glitter on them? And then, well, it, what, you know. Well, the story is that it was not his choice. It was, I mean, it was just the someone who was, was around. No, Mom, <laughs> we've got to get some glitter yes. on those cheeks. Come on. No, it was just like a, someone who was part of his team or whatever, like a friend who just like kind of dabbed him under there and then that was that. that's like you know that's just like someone on cocaine just being like mark honey come here mark come here come here <laughs> and just like I got you. a little maybe it was just cocaine that was shining on, Ooh, you never a new, know a wild i'm just trying to invent a, a fun a fun moment for when when they, so they he has just a little bit of glitter and then how does it evolve i don't know that it gets like full glitter i mean like his his choice of apparel uh and being then a part of the movement with other glam bands. I don't know. I mean, he like wore Roxy makeup. Like music. Like, where's, what's happening in this, like, time? What's the timeline? I mean, he's a contemporary of Bowie. Okay. He's a contemporary of Slade Sweet, uh, a little bit before Roxy Music. David Bowie already has Space Oddity out. That was a hit in 1969, I think. And he had makeup on, but he was being an alien. Yeah, but I don't, not not yet. No, I don't think he really did look like. I think I think you would not have Ziggy Stardust without T Rex. Wow. Yeah. And in fact, David Bowie really wears his uh, Mark Bolin T Rex influence on his sleeve, and I have a few documents to back that up. <laughs> oh, wow. We'll get to that oh, with wow. implants. Okay, we'll I guess I'm just want yeah. to know about, I guess, I'm just curious about like the kind I mean, of He was one the of the genesis. first and most prominent uh, artists to be wearing like eye makeup, like uh, as, as a male So he's wearing star. like eyeliner. Yeah, he's absolutely. got some business happening. I'm into mm-hmm. it very much. Yeah. Uh, I think we can probably get to the rest of this story, Ben, as we get into the categories. I think that will actually okay. work perfectly. I love it. Because at any point, you can you know, you know can chime in. You know how this goes. But yeah, we're going to go through these categories yeah. uh, and see how T-Rex stacks up after the break. We'll Bye. be right back. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break... You discussed. You found somebody to give you a login to the streaming platform of your choice. Yeah, maybe you found a login for Comedy Central, and you can watch my Comedy Central stand-up presents Woo. half-hour special. That's accessible that way, and not a ton of other. Not a lot ways. of other ways. Or you can you watch can... little clippies of it on YouTube. And true. you need a Netflix uh, password so you can watch Kristen on a show called. I think you I should think leave. You should leave. We're out so there good. on your screens, honey. Folks. We're there. Believe also, it. apparently, I'm in a Bank of America commercial that is airing almost exclusively on Snapchat. So if you're on Snapchat, <laughs> you can see me. I have Beautiful. not seen it. I do not uh, go funny. on Snapchat very often. But my 24 year old sister yeah, even sent me some screenshots. You can bank with us even if you're a millennial. The it's <laughs> it's lit. It's lit, guys. <laughs> All right, let's talk about T Rex. T Rex became eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the 1994 induction ceremony which means that they do count the tyrannosaurus rex releases 
they have never been on a they ballot before. They do count the Tyrannosaurus Rex releases. As... Eligibility. Eligibility, yeah. It would be later if they were only... I know. Kristen's steaming. I really don't like it. They became eligible in 94. They've never been on a ballot, and this is their first ballot this year. And no other Hall connections because just about everybody is dead and has been dead for a long time. Uh, and they're they're so not... There's no version of this band that could perform that given the way that the Hall has gone recently, I did not think they would wind up on the ballot just because they have stayed away from dead artists in the past few years. And then they were like, bring them yeah. all yeah, out no, this it, it year. Does trot, feel trot, like, trot. It truly does feel like, like this year. They're like, well, maybe we'll try one year where everyone is dead. <laughs> and also they, they seem to have had in the past a bias against acts British. from the UK. Yeah. Last year was a, was a was fame. seemed like a correction. There was mm-hmm. a lot of British artists sure that was. got in. And this year... There are a lot of, I know Kristen refers to them as sweeping out the 70s. Yes, but we if, are sweeping out the 70s. But if you think about it in terms of, well, finally, these British people are getting on the ballot. That's, yeah. that, that, that's, so that they can totally not care. They're not show up. <laughs> that's right. What is this? Some sort of corridor. I don't understand. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's get into the categories. Critical acclaim is the first category. Uh, and I think T-Rex does well. In terms of uh, critical adoration, uh, they get high marks. You now, might say. here's the thing about T Rex: they sound cool. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's a, a it's incredible a good, rock it's a name. Great rock name. They sound like they just kick ass. You hear the name T Rex, you're like, that sounds cool. That yeah. definitely sounds like a let's, rock and roll band. Party. They're probably cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably kick ass. You know, that's. And- and they do. It's truth in advertising. I mean, they sound cool when you put on the record. And, and whereas they kick ass. Tyrannosaurus Rex <laughs> does not sound yeah, cool. it becomes a mouthful. Yeah, it's, yeah just I get like that. many of their album titles when they were that good, band. Good God, uh, were they? Were people like loving them when they first came out? Were yeah. people like? It, oi! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if they were saying oi. They probably were. Oi! Right, fair you, enough. This new one. <laughs> Uh, but I think especially they had kind of a heyday and that heyday was uh, popularity and uh, critical acclaim. From from 70 to 73, that was the heyday of T-Rex. Um, was, now, were were they big over here yet or was it only over there? I wouldn't there? say big. I mean, they were so big in the UK that they never achieved anything, even a fraction of that success here i mean they they had songs that were popular but i mean they were in at the at their heyday in the uk were selling like fifty thousand records a day whoa this something is, like really insane and that's a small island i've been there <laughs> uh, is that right interesting anyway ben beetle well this kind of ties into um commercial success so we'll get to commercial success yeah, and then so i'll fucking can it <laughs> well one of the ways we can determine as you know, a group's or an artist's uh, critical acclaim ties into the next category, classic albums, which is, is T-Rex anywhere on the list of the top 500 albums on Rolling Stone? So what's happening with their albums? Can you tell me about their albums? Yeah, we didn't even fill her in yet. Yeah. So, right. I'll give you, I, you so I gave you, I gave you the Tyrannosaurus nothing. Rex uh, yeah. albums, which we don't have yeah, to Yeah, let's never speak of them again. Uh, they had a self-titled in 1970 and then they re- the big breakthrough was 1971 Electric Warrior that's 
the classic Which also album. also sounds like it kicks ass. Right. I'd say it, that's either a great ti- album title or a terrible one. <laughs> it's one of two classic albums, the other one being the one after that, The Slider. Right. But I'm, I'm not sure which one sold better. Probably Electric Warrior. And then they had an album called Tanks. T-A-N-X. Yes, yes. Put in the X. Do that. Which was also popular, but that's where the slide started to happen. And I didn't even think of it until right now. The name of the album is T-Rex Tanks. (gasps) And that's when they started their great decline. This is where T-Rex Tanks. This is it. That's where they start the tank. And then, I mean. And it's still a good album. I don't care. And then, I mean, as they start to slide is when the album titles are not as good. Uh, Zinc Alloy and the Hidden Writers of Tomorrow. No! <laughs> no! Also a good album. I don't care what anyone thinks. Zinc Writers and Zinc, the Hidden Alloys of Tomorrow? Excuse Kristen, please be respectful. It's Zinc Alloy and the Hidden Writers of Tomorrow. I switched the word alloy and writers. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that was, they. he was criticized for maybe aping Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders Could from Mars. Could it be? But he has claimed that Zinc Alloy was a name that he had used and wanted to use Prior to all that. And also, there without T-Rex, there would have been there no was Ziggy no, Stardust yeah. and the Spiders from Mars. No way. It does seem like Zinc Allen, the Hidden Writers of Tomorrow, and Ziggy Stardust <laughs> and the Spiders like from Mars is, is like Final Tap version. learning about no, knowing of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then finding out about Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, okay, this is, I see where this is coming from. Is Biker Mice from Mars a real thing? Yes, I know, but it sounds like <laughs> I'm making a, a, a parody of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Light of Love, Boland's Zip Gun, Futuristic Dragon, and Dandy in the Underworld round out the rest of their dandy studio Dandy in the Underworld. <laughs> dandy in the Underworld. Oh, we've got a Dandy in the oh, Underworld, okay. do we? Hades. Look who we've got with some sort of Dandy. Oh, this little Dandy's come to the Underworld. Well, has he now? Oh. We'll have to take special care of the Dandy, I suppose. Mm. Get the special pitchfork. <laughs> All right. Uh, but really, it's those Electric Warrior and Slider are the two classics. Do you guys think any of those are on Rolling Stones? Well, it sounds like Electric Warrior is. Okay. What do you think, Ben? I plead the fifth because when I was trying to see if they had critical acclaim, I accidentally saw the answer to this question. Okay, great. Kristen, where do you think it is on the on the list? Because it is on the list. Electric Warrior. 283. I thought you were just going to say Two. <laughs> It's like, are you kidding me? It goes Sgt. Peppers and then Electric Warrior. Warrior. Everyone knows. I would have no problem with that. Uh, Except that Electric Warrior should be above Sgt. Pepper, and I'm not kidding. Oh, girl. Okay. So do you you know where it is on the list, too? Or do you want to guess? I think it's 160. It is 160. And you said, what, 280? I said 283. I was way out there. Poor showing for Kristen. Damn. You know, I want you to know that in my brain, I thought maybe 173 as well, but I said 283. We'll just have to trust you. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, that is definitively a classic album, uh, according to Rolling Stone and others, and then people would throw the slider up there as well. 160, huh? Yeah, high. That's high. Very it's high. higher than I would. I should have known better uh, because they, they are so rock and roll. And they are of the, of the of Rolling Stone era. Year. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely. era. And, and it's not just that they are... I think you nailed it. They are so rock and roll. And what happens in the late 60s going into the 70s is you get a move, a shift away from basic rock and roll music. And T-Rex is a return to basic rock and roll structures. Yep. And but with a modern edge to it. It's not recreating Chuck Berry, but it is definitely a a tip of the hat to Chuck Berry and the like. So that really scores well with rock and roll purists yeah absolutely and, and it those is those rock journos straight up rock and roll 
Yeah. Absolutely. Now let's talk about the next category, iconic or recognizable songs. In America and maybe anywhere, the big song is Bang A Gong. That is the song everyone knows regardless of if you even know it's by T-Rex. You've heard Bang A Gong in parentheses get it on get it on and that song is a very it's got a really notable opening to it it's like one where often you'll be doing an over-the-shoulder shot like of somebody walking Walking into into a bar in a movie you know and there's voiceover i'm like yeah that's me Uh, yeah it's like that's six days ago (laughs) exactly and it's it's an opening that they have gone back to several times in their career that like kind of riff is like the t-rex riff did they ever use it in a commercial with like new words or anything you know like swiffer on (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely in a lot of commercials i don't know if they change the words yeah i wonder if they have ever done that make it dawn yeah exactly (laughs) the other songs you might have heard by t-rex are 20th century boy So kick. Yeah. You know it. And that is a song I feel like I heard in a commercial not long yeah. ago. Yes. For like whiskey I or something. Think you're right. Yeah. And then Children of the Revolution. A lot of people have covered that song, right? Mm-hmm. It's because silly. I did not, I don't know that I knew it was by T Rex, and I, but I couldn't tell you who I've heard it covered by. Violent Femmes? It's probably the Violent Femmes that I heard it covered by, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I was, think you made one of their first big, if not their first big song, Hot Love. You know, Cosmic Dancer, I think, got a lot of play because it was in Billy Elliot. And then I, Mambo Sun, I think it, that was the first track in Electric Warrior. I think is a recognizable one. I mean, this just sounds like so many other things. Like, oh my God, you can hear their influence. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. I'd say Jeepster, which is on Electric Warrior. We said Rabbit Fighter already. No, no Rabbit okay. Fighter? Yeah, I think Rabbit Fighter is... The 
thing is there is a huge jump from Bang a Gong to the rest of these songs uh, in America. Yeah. Like if you're kind of like these are songs that uh, KCSN will sometimes play, but like no other radio station would would probably play this. That sounds right. I think worth mentioning is Metal Guru. Yes. Because of the song, it sounds like and I'm going to see if you can I'm going to play the song, see if you can tell me. Because the band that has done a song that sounds like this has cop to ripping it off. Oh. So I want to see if you can tell. Any idea? No, I mean, no, it's not going to be like Oasis. No, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the song. Oh my gosh! Wow! I never made that connection. connection. Wow! It's yeah. The Smiths have have been like. I think even they were like kind of copying it, and then Morrissey told Johnny Marr like, "No, no, no, that's not how they play this part." He's like, "Well, then we're just doing the full song." But yeah, (laughs) it sounds a lot like Panic. So I think that's kind of a holdup though for T Rex when it comes to American audiences. Is there's kind of just the one song, but people aren't sure about the other songs mm-hmm. their first their 10 body work their first 10 singles in the uk were top 10 singles and four of those were number one singles and four of those were number two singles they were the biggest thing in the uk since the beatles and of course we're only talking about a six-month period <laughs> between the beatles breaking up and t-rex you know putting out the first single mm-hmm. but going from Beatlemania to t-rex to see T Rex to see yep. hell fucking yeah. That's, I, that's, that's what's up. That's what's up. That, that people is... need to do stuff like that again. What do we got? What? <laughs> Come on, uh, Ariana Grande Grandeminion. Grandemonium. <laughs> Grandemonium. Yeah. Ariana Grandemonium. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, next category, yeah, is commercial success, and I mean we're already talking about it, especially in the UK. It was just hit after hit, number one after number one, and if and if T-Rex not a number one, I'm it was true T Rex to see. And then in America, you know, it wasn't quite as big. I mean, Bang a Gong was a hit, and you know some of these records were like the Slider went to number seventeen, Electric Warrior was number thirty two, but it was it just wasn't as much. There was no T Rex to see happening yeah. stateside, but this commercial success. And we'll tie this in the next category, longevity. It was not long lasting. I mean, it was huge. It burned bright. They peaked early. And you know about this this uh, film, Born to Boogie? It's a concert film directed yes. by Ringo, Ringo. Starr. Ringo Starr decides T Rex is so clearly the next Beatles. And now that the Beatles have broken up, I'm going to direct a movie about T Rex, like a concert film. Yeah, but it has little skits in it. Yeah, and and and. Elton John is in it too, performing with with T Rex. So the playing, the old yeah. guard is decides like it's so obvious them. this is yeah. the next thing mm-hmm. that happens. Were they kids? Like how old were they when Pretty all this young. was happening? I mean, Early yeah, I mean, 20s. Mark Boland died at twenty nine, which was seventy seven. So which he was probably twenty four or something when Damn. that movie was made. Yeah. Um. And then the so in the Wait, UK. Wait, what's this movie called? Born to Boogie. Born to Boogie. Born to Boogie. You can get that on DVD. Why does it call that? What's happening? Is well, that you, one of you the watch songs? Watch it, and you'll Born to Boogie. <laughs> you'll be like, I am Born to Boogie. <laughs> be like they were Born to Boogie. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's it's like a three year period of like out of control success, and then what happened was, and Mark Boland would have and often argued against this, but. 
they didn't really change shit up. It was a lot of the same types of sounds and same didn't really evolve. If you were going to learn anything from the Beatles, it would be to change and evolve. I and, think. But if you were going to learn anything from ACDC, it would be to not ever <laughs> change a true. damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what do you do? What do you do? But yeah, they, they kept a very similar sound and it just it seemed like audiences got bored with it. This and, is the divergence between Mark Boland and David Bowie because David Bowie's evolving. Everything is different. Every album he's yeah. doing something different. And Mark Boland is just pounding that same nail into the ground. And he falls off commercially. He gets hooked on drugs. He gains a lot of weight. And then kind of towards the end of his life, um, he gets off drugs, loses a bunch of weight, goes on tour with The Damned opening because The Damned are this new punk band. Wow. Punk so is this punk new is, thing. Punk, punk is, is this, this new thing, thing that's yeah. taking over. And yeah. their god is Mark Bolin. Make no mistake about it. And David Bowie. And he kind of makes a little bit of a comeback. Not, um, I don't know about commercially, but who's yeah, to not, say? Yeah, not quite. Who's to say? And wife Gloria Jones, who you might know from the song Tainted, Tainted Love, Love. Yeah. and the original version. And I don't think they were officially married, but it was okay, almost like a common married. law thing. They had a kid, Roland yes. Bolin, Roland who, Bolin, who I no, used to know. No, his name is not Roland. Roland Bolin. Bolin. See, I'm for a lot of things, and <laughs> this seems like you're like, is she's probably gonna love that? I love it as a concept. I hate it in practice. I don't feel do that to yeah. someone. Roland Bolin. I mean, Bolin. one of my favorite books is Catch Twenty Two, and the the character Major 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 is one of my favorite <laughs> jokes in the whole book. Right, but don't make but someone's don't life a do joke. that in real life. Yeah. Do not do that. You knew Roland Bolin. Roland I, I Bolin? knew Roland Bolin when he lived in L.A. I don't know what happened. I think he moved to New York. This is many years ago, yeah. early two thousands, uh-huh. and I remember being at. A, par- a Halloween party and they were playing Tainted Love by Soft Cell and he goes I'm sorry I have to go in this is my mom's song and Aww. he like <laughs> yeah. Roland and, Bolin yeah he was a this nice guy this is a hard name Roland yeah. Bolin also when you consider too that the name Bolin was constructed out of col- out of whole cloth you right, know yeah. it was like uh-huh. it didn't, that didn't have, his last yeah. name could have been Feld <laughs> yeah. and it could have been Roland was, I yeah. guess but uh, but here's what happens now, even though Mark Bolin has many, many songs about cars, such as Buick McCain, Cadillac. Jeepster. Jeepster. The Children of the Revolution has the lyric, I drive a Rolls Royce because it's good for my voice. He doesn't know how to drive. Gloria Jones is driving both of them home from a party in the wee hours of the morning in somewhere around the neighborhood of September 1977. And... She hits a tree and he dies and it's a wonder how she lives because there's photos of what the car looks like and it's like someone lived. It's it's a gruesome yeah, It's accident. like that car is nothing. There's nothing left. It's just a pile of metal, like twisted mm-hmm. metal. Anyway, that's the, you know, that's the tragic end of, of Mark Boland. Wow. So he gets his life back together and he's kind of like on the beginning of an upswing. But yeah, who who knows? Then the other members of the band, Steve Curry, the bass player, dies in 81. Um, the Steve Peregrine Took, who used to be in the band, dies in 1980. Uh, Mickey Finn dies in 2003. The only living uh, member is the drummer, Bill Legend. 
And it should be said that th- this is the classic era, those members, but there were other people who were in the group after the classic era, but it's just from albums that people don't pay as much attention to. And that's why Gloria Jones, who was technically a part of the band for the, some of those albums. and Oh, did you think that she was going to be included? I thought initially that she might be, just because she was on so many of those albums. But they, I get that they are from the Lost period. woman of color? Yeah, she's a black woman. At first, I was thinking that she should have been included with T-Rex, but after kind of digging in a little bit more in, ter- in terms of the records that they were making at their peak and then kind of how the other records were received i get it that she's not included neither is dino dinas or what's funny a guy whose name was basically dino was in (laughs) t-rex um and then a guy named davy lutton who they were kind of members of the group in a lost period for t-rex but what you actually hear on those records the two most important factors are mark bolin himself and Tony Visconti, the producer of mm-hmm. the big hit records. Yeah. He's a very well-known producer. Yeah, I've heard his yeah. name. What else is he? Uh, David Bowie, Bowie Thin Lizzy. Yeah. There you He's have it. He's an American guy, too. It's wild, too, to have Thin Lizzy and T-Rex on this ballot at the same time. Not because of their genres necessarily but because but lizard of and a lizard <laughs> lizard and the lizard oh, no, no but because like they are the same i would say level of breakthrough you know for the u.s kind of similar stories and similar story. from an I american mean, there's a perspective lot happening americans yeah. know one song but if you dig into it there's a large catalog of great music yep. and with a lead singer who died young and hugely influential in ways that we maybe don't understand or appreciate. On the surface, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's true. Well, let's talk about influence and innovation. That's the uh, next category. We've touched on it already a little bit. Um, uh, nearly anyone who was in Britain and young and wanting to make music was influenced by Mark Bolin. And, and you hear that from a lot of people. And and people who were in their mid-teens in 1972 were in their late teens, early 20s in 1977. And... Who were those people? Punk the rockers. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Dip and I mean. With an X. Right. What glam rock did. I mean, anyone who was doing glam, Mark was the godfather of it. And then punk. Uh, and even if you think of like the kind of the glam rock resurgence in the 80s, it all goes back to T-Rex. And we don't even have to go that far into the future from the uh, point at which T-Rex begins because like like I said earlier, they invent glam rock, so the influence is huge, straight out the gate. And as far as the David Bowie thing goes, uh, David Bowie has Mark Bolin play guitar on a song called The Prettiest Star. And I think they had this rivalry going on between them, and there was some sort of rift. And um, the song Lady Stardust by David Bowie is actually about Mark Bolin. The makeup on his face Lopped his long black hair His animal grace The boy in the bright blue jeans Jumped up on the stage Played his stars and songs of darkness um, and In fact, the original title of the song was He Was All Right, parentheses, A Song for Mark. Whoa. Wow. So yeah, and that... then it was renamed Lady Stardust. Yeah, it does. What's happening there? 
um, some a little bit of gender bending. Okay. Which is one of the trademarks of the does glam he, movement. Does David Bowie do that? <laughs> is that something David Bowie does? <laughs> and uh, David Bowie writes the song All the Young Dudes, which becomes a huge hit for Mott the Hoople, where he where one of the lyrics is, I need TV because I got T Rex. I need to own a television set so I can see T-Rex on the TV set. And then, this is also extremely sad, Mark Bolin had a television show in the UK. It was like a variety show, and he had uh, guests on it. A lot of them were uh, punk bands. The Damn Generation X, The Jam was on it. And the very last scene of the very last episode, it's him doing a duet with David Bowie, and they're both singing and playing the guitar, and Mark Bolin falls off the stage. And it isn't, and then he dies a week later, and it's aired later that month. What? So when people see it on TV and him falling off the stage, he's already dead. Yeah, Oof. and it's kind of like there, Does he there's fall the story. Off the stage in a okay is is it I've sad? Seen, is it? I've funny? seen the footage. It's just it's almost like he doesn't like face plant. He just kind of like trips a little bit and then off the lip of the stage but then is able to come back up and you did you see david bowie is singing with him and is kind of laughing they're both kind of laughing about it but it was it's not a great moment yeah it's, <laughs> you it know kind of it's it's like there's the story of bolin and bowie right there in oh a nutshell yeah yeah oh my god it is it's very and symbolic like, you know i'm sure he left the studio that day being like well you know i got plenty of time to make new images for the public <laughs> yeah no you know oh i don't then, like it and then uh, a lot of goth uh music is influenced by t-rex you have the band bauhaus covers uh, covering telegram sam Susie and the banshees covers i want to say 20th century boy yeah actually 20th century boy the song has been covered by def leppard ty siegel the Replacements, Susie and the Banshees, Scott Weiland Solo, pow- Power Man 5000, Girls School. I at- remember when the Power Man 5000 version came out big. Oh, yeah? In the like, was that the late 90s or something Maybe. like that? Yeah, Probably that could. feels. There's no other time. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, that's it, right? Yeah. Adam Lambert also covers 20th Century Boy. So there you see the the, the diaspora yeah. yeah the breadth of the influence of t-rex you have def leppard you have heavy metal bands punk bands college rock bands goth bands and then whatever the fuck you want to call power man 5000 <laughs> monster monster <laughs> rock and johnny thunders covers the wizard get it on is covered by blondie power station duran duran culture club so you're looking at this kind of 80s new romantic thing, which mm-hmm. is a, a nod to glam rock, specifically to T-Rex. Get It On, also covered by Ministry, Santana, The Joe Perry Project, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Buick McCain was covered by Danzig, Guns N' Roses on their album The, Sp- the Spaghetti Incident. Oh. No, 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 and no, no, no. Album's called The Spaghetti Incident? The Spaghetti Incident? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> and The Melvins. <laughs> so it's just like, it's... Yeah, it's it, I have everywhere. lots more. I it's everywhere. You. And there was going to be a T-Rex tribute album that may still come out. It was announced last year. I think they expected it to come out by now, but there seems to be maybe some sort of roadblock. But the artists that were supposed to be on that was U2, Foo Fighters, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Kesha. My understanding is that a T-Rex documentary is being made right now. And they want them to come out coincide con- concurrent with each other. Oh, yeah. that's that makes cool. Perfect, yeah. perfect sense. The last category, most important one, does my mom know who they are? 
And my mom says yes. Yeah, my mom definitely wow. does. My, yeah, my mom was in high school in 1977, so I feel like she 100 percent was enjoying T-Rex. So your mom's a lot younger than my mom. Um, so maybe my mom. Well, here's the thing. My dad was their publicist, yeah, so like, even if my mom knew, yeah. what would that skewed. tell you? That tells yeah. us nothing. <laughs> but I do think people know. I mean, it's like you said, they're mentioned in all the young dudes. They're mentioned in a lot of songs. There's a song by The Who called You Better You Bet. To the sound of so, yeah, I mean, they have, they're in the culture, even if the songs aren't being played on American radio that much. Oh, do you know who this person, King Princess, is? Yeah, yeah. she was just on SNL. She cites T-Rex as an inspiration huh. in a recent article in Vice. Yeah. Uh, well, are we ready for our verdict? We're ready. Now let's okay. Should they be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Will they? If so, when will it happen? And will it be this year? We'll start with Kristen. Here's what's up. T-Rex, you got me. All right. I think they should be in. <laughs> they will get in. There's no way we're going to sweep out the 70s without them getting in the dustbin. Like, that's not happening. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be this year. I think they have a chance for it being this year but I I just think like I said with like the thin Lizzie split and then you also have I, I mean th- they have a better chance than thin Lizzie I think okay that's where we're putting <laughs> but it but I but I just don't think it's going to be this year I think they're going to get caught in the um in the in the vote share I think they're gonna you know get third party candidate out of this one okay. and I'm sorry to say it I do think they'll be in within the next five years I think they, they I think they'll probably get on the ballot again next year and maybe get in mm-hmm. if they kind of you know clear a little lane for them okay thank you Kristen Ben what do you think obviously you think they should obviously I think they should uh, I think they will get in I think they probably won't get in this year but that documentary will come out within the next oh, two yeah, years. And so then within the next three years, they will get in. Okay. That documentary is going to push it over over the yeah. edge. Well, and then that album, too, the covers album. Then the covers that album. Which, if that all yeah. comes out and we we're, we have round two of T-Rex to see and this, <laughs> this time in America. And you have Bono inducting them. And, T-Rex yeah. what is to see, but this time it's called Molly, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, T-Molly. Tear Molly. Um, weird. Okay. Uh, I want to take a moment to acknowledge i had written something for vulture recently which was uh artists who had never been on the ballot and it's like a shame right and i had to write the article before the ballot came out they wanted it to come out after the ballot so i had to just kind of guess who wasn't going to be on there and i wrote about t-rex and then it had to be taken so it didn't end up in the article because they wound up on this year's ballot Right. I want to take a moment to quickly read what I wrote. I'd love to share what if I, I wrote could, with the class. Case yeah. for induction, you've got to be pretty great to be name-checked in songs by three current Hall of Famers, The Who, The Ramones, and David Bowie, along with Bowie and argu- arguably before T-Rex ushered in the glam rock movement, which dominated the 70s music scene in the UK and influenced many other genres to come. Their 1971 masterpiece album, Electric Warrior, is chock full of distorted riff bangers like Mambo Sun, Jeepster, and the all-time classic Get It On, and their sound is timeless. The opening chords to 20th Century Boy feel like they could be from a new black keys release so i think they obviously should get in that was my bite-sized argument before this episode even started uh i think they will get in i do think it's going to be this year yeah 
I think T-Rex appeals to the same voters that the zombies did. They are an artist from that era, from the early 70s, that a lot of voters will know. And they will go, okay, I know T-Rex. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about some of the voters who are getting up there in the years, right? I don't know who Biggie is. Whitney Houston isn't rock and roll, blah, blah, blah. I think it's going. T-Rex is going to appeal to a lot of voters, especially a lot of voters who want a sense of order. Mm -hmm. T-Rex is going to be at the top of the heap. They're earlier than most of the other names on the ballot. Also, if you are from the UK, you cannot look at a ballot and not check T-Rex. Yeah, all the members of Def Leppard are going to vote for them. Yeah, I mean, and they more or less said so during their speech last year. I mean, it was in their package. Joe Elliott talks about T-Rex. He saw T-Rex and he was like, that's what I want to do. Okay, cool question are are they the oldest band on the ballot technically mc5 was before them by a few years yeah but i think t-rex gets both the old timer slot and a little bit more name recognition than mc5 yeah and they've never been on the ballot so it's that thing we see with fyns quite a bit where it's been so long, and then finally, for the first time, they're on the ballot. Oh my God, of course I'm voting for T-Rex. Do you think that they have a better chance of getting in than Soundgarden? Do you think I it's would equal? say so, yes. You th- okay. Wow. I would. Huh. Yeah. Why, why do you think that? I mean, just I think it, they appeal to every British person voting, and they also just appeal to a lot of rock purists and a lot of the Rolling Stones set who really idolize the 60s and 70s yeah saying that really does kind of put a finer point on it of all of those of all the bands that are kind of like vote sharing they maybe have the biggest cross appeal i don't even think of them necessarily as like heavy metal no they're not heavy metal that's what i mean like but but they are definitely guitar driven Mm -hmm. rock and roll music and and they influenced they might, heavy metal, yeah. right? They and influenced so they everything. They might have the biggest. So they I, might I, have I the feel crossover. Like they are, they have a better chance than. Now that I'm thinking about the other bands, like they have a better chance than Motorhead. They yeah. have a better chance than Thin Lizzy. They have a better. I mean, so that's yeah, that's how I feel about it. I think yeah. they are, they are currently who I would predict to wind up inducted. Wow, yeah. I hope you're right. I hope I'm right yeah. too. Uh, oh, now we're going to talk about this. I'm curious. I'm right. Like, so, gonna, I mean, we've talked. Play in their we've talked about the band happen. members already. Uh, it's Bolin, it's Mickey Finn, it's Steve Curry and Bill Legend. That's probably right. Like we said, if we wanted to include some of those later years, it would be Gloria Jones. It would be uh, Dino Dines. And just put some Davey of the alive Lutton. people in for crying out loud. Is Gloria still around? Yeah, yeah Gloria's still around. She's still kicking. Yeah, put yeah. her in. Hey. Put her in. But now, who? Now, we've talked a lot about people who could potentially give the speech to induct them, but it's a question of also who inducts them and who performs in their stead, right? Yeah. They don't, not necessarily the same people. I would say probably not the same. Does right. Grohlsville love them? He loves everybody. Well, he Grohlsville? loves everyone, yeah, so that doesn't make it <laughs> special. It's not special. It's yeah. not special. Um, I think, I mean, Ringo... There you go. I think is a you're a reading great my notes. One. You stole you you cribbed from my notes. <laughs> but I think yeah. I mean, if they could get Ringo, I mean, and he obviously loved T Rex, and he did that movie with them. Ringo and or Elton John, who was mm-hmm. also in that movie, were my two choices for who would induct him because it shows here are these people who are like way more famous than T Rex saying this this shit this is, is important. important. Yeah, and, and um, it would have been perfect to have David Bowie. 
mm-hmm. induct T-Rex, but that's not an option anymore. Right. They'll probably get Brandon Flowers from the Killers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking that, actually. I was like, yeah. I'm not even going to put that in the atmosphere. Right. I'm not yeah. going to put that in the universe because, God damn it, I know that's what's probably going to uh, happen. I could see, I mean, and then there's a lot of uh, frequent hall goers and speech makers like Bono or Michael Stipe or Dave Grohl who have cited T-Rex as an influence. Yeah, but Bono did some speech that was like really embarrassing. It was it Bob, yeah. Bob Marley? Bob yeah. Marley. Yeah, so you can't Jamaican. Have yeah. Jamaican. Yeah, you can't do that. Rastaman. That's what it was. Yeah. Jamaican. Yeah. No, but I mean, if the Hall could get Bono, they would get Bono. We both know. We all we all know that here. Even, even hey, if it's... Ew. My iPhone got Bono. didn't even have to try. Hey. <laughs> like, no. You're getting Ringo Starr over Bono. Come on now. He was well, in the Well, and Beatles. Ringo was there just a couple of years ago, yeah, he? was inducted he? himself. Was that just a few years ago? It's 2015. Jeez Louise. Yeah. You have a really good uh, ret- a, retention. retention. It's yeah. his that's, gift. That's why, it's my curse. Uh. <laughs> that's why we have this podcast, because it's all, it has to get out, but right. it can't happen <laughs> at a party. <laughs> and so the next question would be, who performs in place of this band where everyone's dead? I mean, you mentioned King Princess, and like she's really hot right now, and is... But it almost feels like a Gary Clark Jr. situation where it's like they glom on to somebody who's maybe not super famous but can do the material justice. But what, what was the Gary Clark Jr. situation? What was that? Yeah. So he he was showing up a lot because he's like the only modern blues guitarist. Oh. So he was there for the, I believe, Stevie Ray Vaughan tribute and then oh, Albert, okay. Albert King as well. That I mean, the... the performers for tribute performances do not need to be as famous as the presenters. Right. So you can pull from more. And I think it it feels right to, I mean, I feel like, I don't know if there is a connection, but St. Vincent, for whatever reason, yeah, I don't know, feels right, but I don't have that any feels evidence right. to back it well, up. Well, and I just think like kind of her style and her vibe, that feels right. And to see St. Vincent and King Princess perform together, I, I would enjoy that. Yeah. If they did a kind of like... A king and a saint? <laughs> yeah, a king and a saint. <laughs> Dang. My God. Um, I was, I, I actually constructed a band to do this. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh-oh. Go ahead. So, Here's three of the notes. Here we go. Who plays drums? Well, the guy who's still alive. Original yeah. T-Rex legend. drummer Bill Legend. The legend himself. Although, before I realized he was still alive, my choices for drummer were Ringo Starr or his son, Zach Starkey. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe... Ring, that's Ringo Starr's son's... Ringo Ringo Starr's Starr's son. son is and Zach I believe Starkey. Zach Starkey was involved in putting together that tribute album. I, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the drum, current drummer of The Who and then guitar, Roland Bolin. Roland Bolin. Roland Bolin. This is Roland Bolin. Roland Bolin. Roland Bass, Tommy Stinson of The Replacements, Replacements and Guns N' Roses, two bands who have covered T Rex in the past. Oh, okay, interesting. That's good. And vocals, here's where it's just like, let's just throw everybody up on this stage. Debbie Harry, Paul Westerberg, Susie Sue, Joe Elliott, Ian Hunter, Michael Stipe, Billy Idol, Generation X. Yeah. Let's, so. let's put them all together. That's great. And when you, reminding let's me assign of, them some harmonies. Reminding me of <laughs> Joe Elliott makes me think like, oh, he's also a good candidate to do this. Oh, yeah, he is. And, you know, he gave a good speech for their acceptance. And he's yeah. got a good stage presence. And 
And now he likes the hall. And now he yeah. likes the hall. In, you know? And people loved him. People really did enjoy to see him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, well. What do they play then? What are the What are the three or four songs that they play? They, I think obviously they play Bang a Gong. I think they play 20th Century Boy. They play Deborah. <laughs> they do not play Deborah. <laughs> I would I, not be against that. That is a very good song. <laughs> um, maybe throw in Children of the Revolution, man. Yeah, yeah. Children of the Revolution. You're Children right. Children of the Revolution is actually the jam. Because that's everyone yeah. can it's sing. It's actually the that, jam. That's actually a good you jam at the end. You bring everybody out. Yeah. It's got an all the young dudes vibe. Yep. Uh-huh. Many people have covered it. You bring them out. You bring out all the stars, okay? Bring, you the assign, beard of stars. The beard of stars. <laughs> bring out Ian Hunter. You bring, bring them the all out. You got Mott the Hoople out there. You do them all. He's hooping, Every, it. Who's, he's he's hooping. hooping it up. Billy Idol snarling. It's great. It is everybody. The flag is waving in the background. British flag. The British flag. Flag. Union Jacks yeah. drop unfurl from the all sides. of Def Leppard comes out of the unfurled flags. It's, they've been they, hiding up there been all hiding, night. They roll down like um, pink at the VMAs. You Dur- know, Duran Duran dudes. It's beautiful. Adamant. Everybody. Oh my gosh, Adamant front and center. <laughs> Shot out of a just, cannon. I mean, that's also Bring someone who like there. without question is just trying to be Mark Boland. Yeah. Oh yeah, Thur- Thurston Moore, Sonic Youth. Were big, oh were big my T-Rex gosh, fans. he's actually just playing from a seat in the audience, though he did, he would not get up on stage. He says, "I'm not, dude. Uh, <laughs> I'm not having this." Oh, it's great, everybody. And actually, what happens is then the whole crowd Super Bowl style there's a light show. Everyone has to hold <laughs> up a thing. Everyone has to hold up a thing, and it makes Mark Boland's face. Wow. wow. Yep. That's incredible. I'm for that. Is that three songs or four songs are allowed? They, they, it, it depends. It okay. depends. Some if will be cut for a time. If you were to throw in a fourth, um, either Jeepster or Telegram Sam. I think that makes sense. I would say that. Uh, okay. Have you been to an induction ceremony before? I have before? not. If T-Rex got in, would you go? Um, what city is it in? Cleveland. Th- this year it's in Cleveland. Cleveland. Hey, it rocks. Um, have you heard? <laughs> uh, is someone paying for my f- plane fare in my hotel? You wow. would get to hang out with us. That's is, a legit question. I know, but also, why don't you answer the question in a fun way? Yeah. <laughs> if I had, he's to, being too. He's like, oh man. If would I, had I to pay, genuinely... pay my own way to Cleveland, what in, in New- what month does that take place? May. 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 If, if if it gave you an excuse to go to New York, would you do it? I guess there's more of an incentive there, but I was just in New York, so I'm kind of tired of that too. This is May. <laughs> Well, well, if it was New York, it wouldn't be for another year. At any rate, whatever. Yeah, there'd be it'd be more of an incentive if it was another year and it was in New York. But Cleveland, I have friends in Cleveland. I just don't know. I guess I would just go to be in the audience to be like, "Yay, T Rex got in." Uh, you could do that from home. Uh, watching Interesting. HBO. Yeah, you can you can be there for uh, a T Rex tribute performance. I think that happens all the time in your home. <laughs> yeah. Ben, good on TV, Lord. come on, man. Anyway, would you 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 go? We're, now. we're going we're this going. year regardless. So you're just down for it, even though you don't care, quote unquote, about the Rock you Hall. Say you say down for it, like I'm like so hyped <laughs> when we go. It's not the case. It's your, when it's we Christians. arrive, I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to spend five hours watching this. Do you get um? Do you pay your own way in there? Oh yes, really? We certainly do. Yeah, we're working. To what get does it some- cost? It's, the tickets were seventy bucks yeah. last year. It's not. It's like a rock but, concert. But and it was yeah. in New York, which was like fine and fun, and we had, and fun, and we had things to do. We did right. shows. Yeah, it was like fine. Sense. Cleveland is going to be a different, experience. a different experience. We're trying to find some friends. To hang but out you know, with. if T Rex gets inducted, we're, we'll call you yeah. up and we'll see if you change your mind. You yeah. know, Cleveland might be one of the few places, or if there is only one city in the United States 
where their their classic rock radio station plays anything other than Bang a Gong, it is in Cleveland. Like they have a deep, deep understanding of that era of rock music. Um, mm-hmm. Your average Cleveland resident grew up listening to songs on the radio from that era that other people in other cities didn't in the United States. I mean, yeah. yeah so you it's a really that, cool city. Do you think if they got in that, you know how like when we were there last year, it was like, you could see who's there for Janet. You could see who's there for Death Leopard. <laughs> no, there's no way. <laughs> like, do you think, top, top hats are we gonna and see some people glitter? with glitter on. <laughs> are we going to see some eye makeup? I mean, I would love it, but I, I would it. just love it. If we could tell who the T-Rex fans were. I mean, we'll find out. That Maybe would be great soon enough, for me. But who's to say? Those poor Radiohead fans last year, they all just blended right in. Mm-hmm. Well, Ben, thank you so much for, yeah, for joining for us me. and being a part of this podcast. Thanks. We were so happy to have you. And then someday, maybe your son will be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> it would only be appropriate. I have a son. He's a dog. He's a little dog well, named Goopy. Oh, there well, we go. What's his favorite band? <laughs> I want to give you the opportunity to, obviously, we talked about your book already, but you plug that away or anything else you'd like to get out there, social media, what have you. I'm the author of a book that just came out. It's called Going Off, the Story of the Juice Crew and Cold Chillin' Records. BMG Books put it out. BMG, also the company that will put out that T-Rex tribute, coincidentally. Hell yeah. And you can buy it on Amazon today. It is available as a physical book and as a Kindle. You can follow me on Instagram at Cold Chillin' Book. There is no G in that. It's called Chillin' Book, not Cold Chilling. Cold Don't chill- like some cold, people say. Cold Chilling Book is like actually either, Cold Chilling Book is either an ice cream recipe book or it's um like a, a horror tales, you know. Cold Chilling Book. Ooh. From the twisted mind of, of Stephen King. Ben Merlis. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, yeah. awesome. Uh, you can find us at Rock Hall Pod on Twitter and Instagram. RockHallPod at gmail.com is how you reach out to us if you want Kristen to see it. You're going to have to say that somewhere in the message. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. If you're leaving a review because of this episode... Why don't you say zinc alloy? Zinc alloy. There Why don't you go. say zinc alloy? So we know you listen to this episode. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to Joe Devine for the equipment. Thank you to Dave Schilling and Chad Briggs for letting us record in the home. I share with them. And thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Stutter. And who cares? About the Rock Hall. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 